0: What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Mm. Give me fuel, take a flash, hit me, trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle.
1: Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Hope you enjoyed our last few weeks of our rankings, which you can still find at fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings or the little link in the show notes. I am, of course, here with Tom Tuttle. We are here to bring you some fantasy news eh, or maybe NFL news a little bit today. But then we're going to talk about best ball drafts. I know it's not the most popular kind out there, but Mm -hmm. it's the easiest kind of football, fantasy football you can do because you do the draft. (laughs) And you're done. Then you either win money or you don't. So, I mean, that's, that's, you know, depending on how well you do, it could be extremely fun or it could be extremely frustrated. But we're going to break it down to you because it's going to be a (laughs) little different than a regular draft. There are some people you might not even think about drafting in a normal PPR fantasy football league. But in this one, you might take them in the 10th round. You know, there's some guys Mm. out there that we've got our eye on that we're going to tell you about and the ways that we approach best ball leagues. But first, Mm,
0: news from around the National Football League. Yay!
1: I'm not sure (laughs) if that is indicative of our top story for today. But the professional football player that sounds very similar to that voice, mm-hmm. Mr. Patrick Mahomes, is going to rake in a boatload of money. He oh, has yeah. just signed a 10-year extension. He's already got two years left still on his current deal. So this is an <laughs> extension. And this extension is worth $450 million with an injury guarantee of a hundred and forty million Mm -hmm. dollars per source we have not seen all the details yet but my goodness this is the Mm -hmm. richest contract I've ever seen ever well what are your thoughts
0: I mean about all of the quarterbacks right now in the NFL that that deserve it it's him I I don't know what this will do for other quarterbacks that need or we'll um, get to that (laughs) yeah (laughs) because that's going to really push the push the barrier beyond what it probably should be for some of these quarterbacks. But Patrick Mahomes, if anyone deserves it, it's him. So I don't have a problem with it. It's just, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, the more years you play, the higher the salary that's, and the better the player, I mean I haven't seen somebody like him really ever. I mean I've I've compared him to Brett Favre because of the crazy plays and the crazy throws and the sidearm stuff and all that crazy awesomeness that he has. But he's got something else too that Brett Favre never really had and I think it's I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. it's it's crazy, and he's really, really talented.
1: We may only ever be able to explain it after he is done playing and how much he you accomplishes know. and how many Super Bowls he wins. Maybe mm-hmm. someday we'll be talking about him passing Tom Brady or at least Maybe. being able to approach those six Super Bowl wins. We will see. That'd be crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Patrick Mahomes is is a rich man, and Chiefs. that's not the only Chiefs news we have. But we'll stay on Mahomes-ish for a second here, because you brought up a great point. What are the other quarterbacks going to be asking for now? You can't say I'm worth more than Patrick Mahomes, because he is right now the MVP of the National Football League, And he has just won a Super Bowl. And you can't argue that he has better tools, more athleticism than most of the, you know, not like Lamar Jackson, but he can just do everything better than almost everybody out there. So what is somebody like. Dak Prescott now going to do about his contract situation? Like, well, he's getting forty. I should get close to that, right? Like, no, I have got no. You know. should. What about Deshaun Watson? He's going to need a new deal soon. Mm. These guys are yeah. going to get insane contracts, and they might not deserve it. But because Mahomes did it now, they're gonna be like, "Here's my leverage. If you want to yeah. keep me around." You're gonna have to pay me, and I hope that the Cowboys pay through the nose to keep Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah, I just I don't <laughs> think it's smart for them to pay a ton for Dak Prescott. I mean, even even some other quarterbacks like you mentioned. Uh, I can't think of who you just mentioned all of a sudden, but Sean <laughs> <Deshaun> Watson. This <laughs> Watson, I, I think that. He is good, but he's not worth a ton of money, especially with the Texans team right now. It's like, that's the only guy you have that would you be giving any of the money to. So there you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to get anything else to support him. And the same goes with the Cowboys. I mean, we have having this talk for, I don't know how long now (laughs) they can't afford all of their star players. So, I think the odd man now is probably going to be Dak Prescott. I, mean, I don't know how else are you going to um, to afford to keep your guys for as long as you want to. Dak Prescott is probably, the and it's crazy because he's talented. And I'm not saying he's not. Right. He's probably the least talented player on that team. But a quarterback with talent yeah. is hard to give up because it's a quarterback. It's the leader of the team. It's the guy that touches the ball every single play. So it's kind of hard to know, but I, I just don't see them. And I, I guess I could see them paying a bunch of money for them, but I don't think it's just a smart move if the Cowboys went that way.
1: Yeah, we will hopefully soon find out. But, yeah, uh, they've got three wide receivers that all possibly yeah. could make huge money in yep. a few years. I mean, Michael Gallup's only in, what his second or third year second now. Year. And uh, then – CD lamb is obviously going to be a rookie this year, it's, but if he pay pans out, he's going yeah. to be demanding a huge contract in a few years. So it's there's no way they can pay everybody. And then what are they going to do? Are they going to ignore the offensive line? Are they going to ignore the defense? Right. Are they going to run out of, you know, linebackers because they're hurt and they can't pay anybody else? Like, what are they going to do when it comes to, you know, all their salaries? So, Good luck, Cowboys. Uh, I don't wish you the best, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, the other Chiefs news, more towards the fantasy football end because nobody's saying anything uh, unrealistic about Patrick Mahomes at fantasy. He is the super guy in fantasy. Mm -hmm. But the Chiefs running back coach sees a big jump for Damian Williams. (laughs) <laughs> so are we gonna jump back on that train right away
0: or uh, are we just ignoring this i'm news? just gonna <laughs> leave that alone because there's no there's no reason for me to want to get back on the damien williams train i never really was last year and for good reason right. and the, you saw why i mean yes. this, flat out he just wasn't productive and there's no reason for me to want to have been on that train but I, I see why a lot of people are going to, but he's young and he's talented. And he's got the ability, but there's no reason. You have somebody who's younger and probably more talented on your team now. You don't need to talk about Damian Williams anymore.
1: All right. Well, I guess we'll just be done with Damian Williams until he starts <laughs> tearing good. it up and we have to talk about him.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we will. Then I'll have to put my foot in my mouth. All right. But
1: uh, The other news that has been making lots of headlines – It's a few days old now, but we do have to talk about it. And that is the Washington Redskins more than likely are going to have their name changed. Finally, we've only been talking Mm -hmm. about this for years and years, and I don't Mm -hmm. want to like jump the gun on anything, but we were kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to the name change for the Redskins in the (laughs) flag league because when Charlie took over the Redskins he asked, "Can I change the name or are mm-hmm. we keep?" I was like, "No, go ahead." And he changed it to the Red Hawks. So we kept mm-hmm. the the color scheme and that kind of thing, but we were ahead of the curve. We've already changed the name. The Redskins do not exist
0: in our flag <laughs> league. But this is going I'm to be interesting. Of, honestly, right? just kind of glad that they're doing it, just so that we don't have to talk about it no more. Okay. Like, it's just <laughs> just get it done and over with. I don't need to hear it about it anymore. Just do it. like Just just well, so that there, nobody's complaining about it. We don't have to have, offend anybody. It's just get it done and over with. I have one more bit for this that you may
1: be <laughs> interested in. Uh, there's a team that is willing to sell their name to the Redskins, mm. and that is... The Harlem Globetrotters are willing to sell the Generals team name to Washington so we can have the Washington Generals yet again.
0: Yeah. um, No. (laughs) No? I'm okay with that not being it. I I just – I hope – I don't know what it would be, but I hope they kind of still try to – I mean, I'm not saying the Redskins name was – good for uh, native american people like they i don't know whether or not they liked it or didn't like it whatever it's a mixture but but yeah i hope they still kind of honor the native american culture Uh, that's just kind of where i'm at on that i I think i don't know whether or not they're going to change it to the red hawks or whatever it is but that's kind of i just i think they deserve it i mean that just makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason why they couldn't still come up with a name of some kind right. that shows strength and
0: unity and well, still like honor. I don't think anybody has a problem with the chief's name. You shouldn't. Right? It's just I don't a, think it's I mean, a, maybe
1: <laughs> it's a uh, a level of person in a tribe. Right. It, there's yeah. no bad vibes in the name chiefs. Plus, if all else fails and they were offended by the chief's name being associated with native Americans, they could change it to chiefs of something else, you know, just in general, yeah. like the chief executive officers, you know, that's probably not <laughs> exactly what they're going for, but yeah, we don't need to go into that. Everybody's been uh, kind of beating it to death and mm-hmm. uh, it will be nice to just finally be done with it. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, a couple more little things. David and Joku seeking a trade. <laughs> I you're ex- almost as excited
0: about this as uh yeah, it's Well, I've heard multiple rumors <laughs> about where he will go and that it sounds like the Jets are interested. Uh, I don't really know. I don't I don't care. I don't care. I think he's good. Now, I'm not going to say he's not because I think he's got plenty of talent. There's really no reason for the Browns to have him. though, and I understand yeah. why he wants to, to get out.
1: Yep. He obviously wants to be on the field. But he's been kind of dinged up, and he didn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of snaps last year. I don't remember what the exact count was, but he was not on the field for that many offensive snaps anyway. So his usage really isn't necessary in Cleveland. Whereas if he were to go to the Jets, obviously it would give him a chance to get on the field. There would be more opportunity
0: for him, at least. I I don't... it really depends on Herndon. I, exactly. I think if Herndon comes comes out and actually performs the way that he should, it would be a, a, at least a, a little decent of a competition. I think Njoku would probably be the better guy there anyway, but I don't know. I don't want to trade for somebody. Well, if I you get wanna... eight
1: games out of each of them, you know, then you're okay at the tight end. <laughs> Maybe we'll position. have one
0: decent yeah. tight end every game. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it
1: for. Fantasy slash NFL news. Mm -hmm. So let's get on to the meat of this show, and that is best ball leagues. Well, the thing you got to remember about best ball leagues, one is you're not setting a lineup every week. You don't have to do the dirty work. They will take the best players from each position, including flexes, however it's set up. It'll take your best two running backs. It'll take your best three wide receivers. It'll take your best whatever flex after that, best tight end, best quarter, whoever scored the most on your team, and give you all those points. So your strategy is the draft. Now, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about, we're going to analyze a lot of the picks in a draft. It was a 12-team league uh, with some various uh, experts, as you will, uh, in their drafts, and and you'll see some differences in there. Uh, my thoughts, because I've been playing ball here and there for the last few years, nothing yeah. major, but I always end up ahead at the end. But I sign up for so many because it usually <laughs> starts earlier, and I can do a draft, and then I don't have to worry about the league anymore. And now the problem with doing it so early is injuries could bite you in the butt, If you only draft two tight ends and one of them gets hurt, then guess what? You're not going to have a tight end during that guy's bye week. If he doesn't have any other injuries, you will get zero points for that week if you do not have another spot. So you can't draft the same as a regular league. Like say, oh, I'll take one quarterback late and then I'll pick up another guy when I need him or if I want to. You know, you're stuck with this roster from your draft till the end of the season. So you really have to prepare. If you want to draft three late quarterbacks, that's a strategy. If you want to draft three late tight ends, that's a strategy. And then you should have somebody to play (laughs) and get points for you every other week. But then you do also kind of have to worry about having some consistency. Best ball is not what we preach on a normal basis where you want consistency. You want guys that stay on the field. You know what? I'm okay if you take Will Fuller in a best ball because he might give you four amazing weeks before he goes down. But if you draft (laughs) enough wide receivers, then you're good to go. So Will Fuller is still an actual decent pick if you can get that many games out of him.
0: Yeah, I think the first thing that I think of when I think best ball is this is where the deep threat guys come oh, yeah. into play. And this is where I feel comfortable drafting a deep threat guy because guys like uh, Will Fuller, he's not really a super deep threat, but he's, he's a deep threat to a certain degree. And then you got uh, uh, d and you got uh, Robbie Anderson, people right. like that who are always streaking down the field, that type of thing can really be good for a best ball because now you're getting, okay, this guy got a hundred yard. Well, it's very rare to get a 99 yard touchdown, but this guy got an 80 yard touchdown. That's already going to probably be good enough, but you're going to get a a bunch of other stuff along with it for the week, hopefully. So sometimes they'll get a zero and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to get a zero in the best ball league as long as somebody is performing in that category. Yep. Exactly.
1: Right. So Let's kind of just go down the list and we'll see there's some guys that will be higher, even in the first round. It, it's hmm. a little bit different because obviously the first two picks are still going to be guys like CMC and Saquon yeah. Barkley because those guys go off every week almost when they're completely healthy. But there's guys like right after them that we're a little yeah. lower on this year for a, a general fantasy season like Alvin Kamara. But right. because you're going to have other guys to back him up when Kamara has a bad week and doesn't go off and have seven, eight catches and a touchdown,
0: it's okay. It's absolutely okay because you might have somebody on the flip side, somebody like Miles Sanders to cover up for him. Right. And, it, and and Alvin Kamara is going to give you – a couple games three four five games that are going to be in the 30s or 40 points and that's going to be amazing for you And yep. that's that's why you're drafting him where early on and not so much late in the in the first round because that's that's where i'd want to play to, on a normal draft is pretty late in the first round but there's still a lot of people that are really high on elvin kamara even in normal drafts and that's sure. okay i don't mind that but that's just not me but yeah in a best ball draft absolutely elvin kamara makes complete sense
1: Yep. Then we got guys like Zeke, Delvin Cook. These are normal. Michael Thomas at 106. That might be a couple picks later than a normal draft, but yeah. he's still so consistent. He doesn't give you like 30- and 40-point games and then give you a 10-point game and a 15-point right. game. He's going to give you a 25-point game almost every single week, and that mm-hmm. is still worth a mid-round, first-round pick. Now yep. we're getting into some guys like, higher on my list and normal, <laughs> um, Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. These guys yeah. can go off. Uh, then you got your, uh, more consistent dish running back, Derrick Henry. And then my guy that I have number two overall in regular is number two wide receiver in this particular draft right. Devontae Adams, because yeah, he gives you the big games, uh, yeah. just two years ago, he never had a sub like 15 point game. It was insane. He had the Michael Thomas year a couple years ago, whereas (laughs) now, well, he's the only real target for Aaron Rodgers, so he's going to have some big games when they can pick on whatever side of the field he's on or whatever cornerback he's facing. He'll have the big games, but because their weapons are not what they used to be, there are some teams that may be able to keep Devontae Adams in check. So in best ball, again, that's okay when you get six, seven games out of Devonte Adams that are really good, you'll get all those points. And then you'll get that guy like Denzel Mims. If you want to draft him late, we were yeah, just talking definitely. about him. You yep. might cover for a couple of those weeks for Devonte Adams. And that's who will be in your lineup.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it goes along to the the next guy on this list here is Tyreek Hill and I'm just thinking you know Tyreek doesn't have a ton of disappointing games and Devontae Adams doesn't have a ton of disappointing games but the games that they that are disappointing you have you should have somebody else to back that up and you know that Devonte Adams is going to get. A big game, and you know 100% Tyreek Hill is oh, going to yeah. get huge games. It's going to be huge games. So, when you get somebody in the first back end of the first round, somebody like Tyreek Hill or even Julio Jones, I that's, mean, how many times have we seen Julio oh, go off and then have a complete garbage game? And I would even say, and that's going to be a little different with uh, with uh, wow, uh, Tom Brady as quarterback, but Mike Evans is somebody who goes off and then sometimes gets not what you were expecting your number one wide receiver to get you. So, I would say, yeah, it makes it makes sense to get uh, Avanti Adams at the end of the first round, as opposed to where he's going now. A lot of times, he's in the in the second round, and yep. it, it doesn't. If you were to say that last year, you'd be like, Oh, ah, yeah, you're 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 kidding me. There's no way that's going to happen. No, it is happening because he is the only target like you said right. earlier, on that team that you really feel comfortable in. So Aaron Rodgers is probably not going to be able to go there when you have a stellar cornerback and, and at least a, a stellar defense opposing him. Sure. So, yeah, I think uh, him and Tyree Kill makes complete sense where they're at here, and I would absolutely love to have them in that spot.
1: Yep, and then the second round is where it really starts, you can tell, that there's a difference because a lot of these guys are going in the second round in normal drafts, but Mm -hmm. it's the mid to late second round where now you've got guys like Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders creeping up to the very top of the second round because, as you saw last year, Kenyon Mm -hmm. Drake went absolutely berserk for a few games. So it wouldn't have mattered so much if you drafted him while well, he was still, you know, on the Dolphins and you weren't getting much, he was that guy that was just sitting on your bench. And then if you were anywhere close to the top point getter towards the last few games of the season, Kenyon Drake probably vaulted you either into the money or into oh, the yeah. top spot <laughs> and you made some money playing best ball last year.
0: Yeah, Kenny Drake went crazy, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen this year, but I expect more of close to the same. I'm not going to say he's going to get 40 points <laughs> every game because that's about what he was doing at the end of the year, but I mean, there's there's no question he's going to have big games, and that's why he's faulting up in these best ball drafts. And um, even somebody like Aaron Jones, I mean, I know they got young rookie behind him, and you don't really Man. know what's going on there in Green Bay, but he's going to have weeks as well where he's going to have big big games and uh, I'd like to <laughs> scroll down the list. A li-
1: oh, we got a follower on Twitch. No, I, right? I love that. that. <laughs> um,
0: but I, I'd like to scroll down the list a little bit and go to um, Lamar Jackson sitting at 210, and I think this, that's a perfect spot. I mean, that's absolutely perfect because at, normally I sit on quarterbacks, but if you're talking about best ball, he's going to get you monster, monster games, and it's going to be somewhat consistent, so you know, you can rely on it for the most part. So that is beautiful. I absolutely love that. Where he's at in this best ball league right here.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: mind it, but again, I still
1: think you can be okay drafting a couple of quarterbacks late. Oh yeah, and, and there there's guys like Matt Stafford who will have some big games. He has the wide receivers to have some big games, but he also will have those weeks where he's not doing so hot. You know, if he plays on Thanksgiving and just completely, you know. Does nothing, you know. Then it's it's okay. Um, but you shouldn't have to worry about much else. If you do take Lamar Jackson, right, you still have to take one more quarterback, oh, and you, you, you take <laughs> a safe late quarterback just to make up for one of those or two of those games and the bye week that and you know then, Lamar Jackson is might not need to do anything. Maybe the defense for the Ravens completely shuts down an opponent, and they just hand the ball off to Ingram and yeah. Uh, you know, there are other running I mean, backs there's, there. There's obviously
0: a chance for that happening. The, the reason you'd take Lamar Jackson early is because now you don't have to worry about your quarterback so much until later on. And now you got all of these other spots you can pick right. guys that you know are going to have big weeks. It doesn't have to be all the time, like we said. It doesn't have to be a consistent thing. But you know that at that point you already have your quarterback, so you can sit tight and worry about the rest of your team.
1: Now, we were talking about this before the stream and podcast started. Mm-hmm there's a lot more rookies that will be taken oh, in a yeah. best ball draft because, again, most of them won't be consistent throughout the year, but they okay. will give you a couple of big games here and there. That being said... I'm not a huge fan of who went at 207 in this particular draft (laughs) Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's a really high spot for somebody. We have no idea how much he'll be involved in the offense. Yes. They drafted him because he fit their offense. And I understand that. And I love him for dynasty and I love him as a player in general, but to think you're going to get that many good games, let alone big games out of him, to take him as your second overall pick. And then let's scroll back up. The first pick, okay, I can kind of understand this a little more. The person who took him took Michael Thomas with their first pick. So they have complete Mm -hmm. and utter confidence in their wide receiver one, where you can maybe shoot for the moon with your next pick in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire but I'm still not a complete fan of taking him in the second round of a best ball draft. What do you think?
0: Well, if you're looking at all the rest of the running backs that are available, there's really not a ton of other things that you're thinking, well, you know what? That guy is going to give me huge weeks. That's I mean, true. there's a lot of question marks after uh, Clyde Edwards-Flair. So I, I actually understand why they took him here because you need a running back that can give you something once in a while. The only problem, and then I say this every year, it doesn't matter if it's best ball or not, you really don't know what you're getting out of rookies. I mean, we've seen what he did in college. We've seen, we know what the plan is for him going forward. He is a catch machine and we love that, but this it does seem early, but you got to sit here and think about it. You got Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. I probably would rather have to be yes. honest. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette, there's question marks Todd Gurley, there's question marks I mean, you just scroll down, there's a bunch of Le'Veon Bell, there's yes. question marks There's a bunch of other guys that I would say have bigger question marks to me than uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and I think that's why they probably took him there
1: Now another interesting uh, how do I put this strategy, I guess you would just say is the tight end position in a ball draft it means a little bit more, in my opinion, to have a good tight end in a basketball draft because if you wait, you're, you might get a couple of guys that don't perform right. much at all. We've seen it last year. I, I mourned over my tight ends last year. They did not do what I had hoped they were going to do. So, And this is why you see Travis Kelsey at 202, George Gill yep. at 205, Mark Andrews at 301, Zach Ertz at 305 the first four tight ends in our rankings are all gone by the early to mid part of the third round in this draft. Yep. So that is going to leave everybody scrambling for tight ends where these guys, they'll still have to take another one, but they don't have to get another good mid-round tight end.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine if you're sitting here, in the and you didn't take you know the top three guys or whatever you you still have some options you got Waller and people like that but you you scroll down even further you, Tyler Higby you got to take mm-hmm. him or Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst do you really have that much trust in him I know you do but. uh <laughs> There's just a lot of questions. Hunter Henry, I have, I have a lot of trust in, so I'd be okay with having him. But you have Rob Gronkowski. I mean, there's some guys there, but there, there's definitely question marks there, which is good for for best ball. But you, when it comes to tight ends, you don't want to mess around. I mean, there's sometimes you get absolute garbage in the tight end position. So I completely. 100% would say go for the better guys for tight ends early because that's probably where what they're worth. I mean, the only other guy, that I can, like I said, was Darren Waller that I could see yeah. could have a pretty successful year, and you could probably get him for a fifth round somewhere on there.
1: Now, we'll scroll down the list here and talk about some of the later round guys that you might not think about in other leagues. But before we do that, I just noticed a little bit of a disparity. You would mention Lamar Jackson at 210. Yeah. Well, the next quarterback taken has to be Mahomes, and it is, <laughs> but it's not until the end of the third round. You would yeah. think, like, oh, somebody just took Lamar Jackson. Somebody's going to jump on it and take Mahomes. Now, obviously, it depends on the scoring system and if passing touchdowns are not as worth as much as rushing touchdowns that's why you want Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes but i figured they would have been like closer together like well i want the next best quarterback cuz after Mahomes and Jackson it, they're on a tier by themselves so after that are. you're like well i guess i can wait and get a couple of mid-range quarterbacks and hope they don't have good weeks on the, at the same time
0: yeah, Patrick Mahomes getting in the 309 spot where this person did is absolutely insane, and I think that um, it it, may, it makes me feel like maybe Lamar Jackson shouldn't go that high, and maybe because <laughs> all these people, then they, they passed up on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes to me is the more, it's almost impossible to say that he's more consistent, but they both have the chance to get outrageous numbers each week and i think that's probably why patrick mahomes is later on because he is the more consistent guy where he's getting you know 30 points per game where you know you're going to get a 40 50 point game out of lamar jackson from time to time where patrick mahomes is going to be 30 or so every single game and then there's going to be some outliers too but I think that it's weird because I if I would have known that Patrick Mahomes was that far down the list, I probably would have said, let's wait a little bit on Lamar Jackson. Right.
1: Well, you move down to around the sixth round. That's where you start seeing some guys go a little higher, like a lot higher. I won't even lie. <laughs> uh, guys like Will Fuller and Marquise Brown right there back to back. Those are guys that you know you're not going to get consistent points out of. But they will give you a huge game a couple of times a year, and that is enough to vault you—you know—a couple places uh, in a single week to just jump over whoever it is you're behind to hopefully end up in the top you know, three or four, however many out uh, <laughs> you get paid at the end. Um, but then there's other guys around the same area that are complete question marks, like oh, yeah. Cam Akers yeah. and Jordan Howard and yeah. DeAndre Swift. So here you're starting to see some of those rookies, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, yeah. if there's a game where the Ravens are soundly beating another team, Mark yeah. Ingram's going to go sit down. Yeah. And Dobbins is going to get a chance to he's, run over a bad defense a couple of times a year. You just know he's going to have that opportunity. Yeah, and you know he's going to be hungry. You know, so he's going to
0: want to show everybody what he can do. And like I've been touting on him, I think he's the best rookie running back in the draft. And so I think he's going to, if he gets the opportunity to do, he's going he's gonna to look good. He's going to look really good. And you know, I think he's going to do some of the moves and shake and bakes that I've seen him mm-hmm. do. And He is just all, all around. Uh, just very talented and electric player. So I'd love to see what he can do in fantasy land if given the opportunity and absolutely for best ball, it makes perfect sense to have him. Uh, You're probably not drafting him. If you are, it's late, really late in most drafts.
1: Now we just got done talking about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the second and third rounds. We're all the way, we're looking in the seventh round here. Mm -hmm. And I see Kyler Murray sitting there in the seventh, It's kind of crazy. That is a great, if you're not wanting to jump on the top two quarterbacks, the seventh round is not a bad spot to take a guy like Carla Murray with all of his weapons. You know, he is going to have some amazing weeks out there.
0: Yeah, it it does make you question yourself when you're thinking about somebody. But the thing is, like I said, once you get your quarterback in that second round with Lamar Jackson or in the third round with uh, Patrick Mahomes, you are done. You know you're done. You just got to get somebody else to to get the bye week in a couple of the other weeks. But when you got somebody – that you don't really know what you're going to get out of Kyler Murray because, you know, he has had good games, and he's had, you know, really good games, but he's also been, uh well, that was all right. You know, that's nothing special. So you will have to get somebody else that you are at least somewhat confident in True. to get you some good points uh, for the rest of the year.
1: Now I'm looking here in the eighth round, and I see back-to-back picks of Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn that seems mm. a little weird to me mm. uh, in a best ball. I guess one of them is going to have a good game once in a while, but I would be staying away from the Tampa Bay guys.
0: Uh, best ball. It would make more sense, right? Yeah. It. it makes more <laughs>
1: sense, but
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald justice. Yeah. Just how much are they going to run the ball? Really? I mean, I think it's just going to be a lot of, hey, we got the weapons and we got Tom Brady. Yeah, they might get some dump off passes and that might actually do something for their value. But best ball, I just, there's a lot of the guys I'd rather go with in best ball than right there. There's, I mean, you can scroll down the list. I'm pretty much all these people I'd rather go with in best ball. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, and then we got some younger guys, Nicole Hardman and CeeDee Lamb in the eighth round. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. giant upside. Then again, quarterbacks eighth round deshaun watson yeah. and russell wilson back to back here uh, yep. then there's guys that we shied away from last year like Tariq cohen hunter henry uh, yeah. uh, you've got your boy Jamison crowder in the eighth Ooh. round in a best ball so apparently somebody out there has been listening to you uh, maybe um <laughs> <laughs> and think that he's going to have at least a consistent enough season to stick him in there, you know, draft him in the eighth round, and hopefully he just is your wide receiver two, three, or flex. You know, yeah. as long as he puts up flex numbers every week and you get somebody with a bigger week once in a while, you're completely happy
0: with that. I think what a lot of people are thinking about with the Jets in general is somebody's going to have a good
1: week. <laughs> right. And so when that's
0: one person gets a good week, I can have them in my best ball league and it'll be fine. And you, you will scroll down the list a little more and we'll discuss and we'll see that there's other Jets on this list, which right. normally will not make the draft list no. at all. So I'm pretty much probably the only person taking Jamerson Crowder in the what was a tenth round yeah. or whatever it was yep. last week when we did our mock draft. So nobody else is really taking the other guys for the Jets, and it makes sense in, in other leagues. But when it's best ball, somebody on that somebody team is going to get it. Has
1: gotta get it. <laughs> Uh, There's a huge tight end run from the end of the 8th round into the 10th round. I see mm -hmm. Hunter Henry, Gronkowski, John O. Smith, Jared Cook, Noah Fant, Austin Hooper. They're all in there because guess what? you got to have a tight end and you got to take somebody. And when the names start coming off the board, you're starting to get worried because it's not like in a regular league where if you get a decent one, you'll wait and get another Mm -hmm. one. In this one, you have to have at least two to cover the weeks, and hopefully they have opposite good weeks. So you can't wait. When that tight end run happens, you, you, you kind of have to it. go
0: with it. Because all these guys you're looking at, there's there's iffiness there. Yes. I mean, yes, it's best ball, so you're going to get whatever they give you, you know, whatever, but the tight end position is nothing to play around with, but I do want to say sandwiched in between the tight ends. (laughs) There is a quarterback that I think is insane in the ninth round. And that's Josh Allen. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Oh, we know. (laughs) So, so I think having somebody like him who has the legs and he can produce really big numbers for fantasy football, that is huge for best ball. Yes. He's probably going to get a couple stinkers, but of course, Uh, The guy, to me, is going to be Gigantic when it comes to best ball, like that's the guy you want right there in the ninth round. Absolutely, I mean that's perfect.
1: I never got a chance to tell you when I was doing a stream the other night. I was playing some poker and talking fantasy football, <laughs> mm-hmm. and somebody came in the chat and asked, "Do you think Josh Allen is a top five quarterback this year?" And I was like, "Yes, yes. I do." We <laughs> both, you and I, got him in there. There was no discussion. I'm like, yes, yep. yes, he is. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so. Let's Let's go down here, and there's some wild cards down here. Um, One of them you were talking about in the 10th round, late 10th round, Brashad Mm -hmm. Perriman is a guy who is a deep threat, who had those good weeks at the end of last year, who in the 10th round, you're not expecting him to be in your lineup very often, but when he does, it could be one of those, 150 and two touchdown performances against a bad defense, a bad cornerback, something of that nature, and that is exactly who you're trying to take in the 10th round along with guys like Philip Lindsay who is yeah. going to get a bunch of dump-offs if if the uh, Broncos are down late in games, it's probably yeah. going to be Lindsay out on the field catching ball after ball after ball and then there's guys like Preston Williams Sterling Mm. Shepard in the 11th round. Now, he's more of a consistency guy, but he is one of those. I think you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago where he had six targets or whatever in every game of the year last year, and he had more PPR points than guys
0: like Odell Beckham on a (laughs) per-game basis, and he's in the 11th round. Right, yeah. I, I, you must have been listening to somebody else when you're talking about Sterling Shepard because I don't know if I said all that, but I just said he was averaging about 15 points per game when yeah. he was out there on the field, and that to me, that's good. I mean that that doesn't it doesn't shoot out to me like wow best ball. It does shoot out a lot more of a consistency thing. Again, if he's on the field, right. he's going to get your points. So I think that's probably why he's lower on the 11th round. Like if he was if he was actually playing every single week he'd be up on the top of that and hopefully he does play every single week and you're going to get some kind of a deal there because he's going to get you some kind of points he is the only real guy for (laughs) me that i trust in on the giants team if he's on the field (laughs) <laughs> and, I'll stress that again.
1: And then there was another tight end run in the tenth and eleventh round: oh, Dallas yeah. Goddard, Mike Isikic, Blake Jarwin, T.J. Hawkinson, Jack Doyle, Ian Thomas at the beginning of the twelfth. Mm, so mm. now we're you know we're really getting deep, You're pushing the end of the tight now. ends. Yeah. Uh, and in between uh, all that, we have some very very big question marks and guys like Brandon Ayuk. Sammy Watkins, mm. uh, who else was there? Uh, now we're getting into the back ends of some quarterbacks, and then I look down below in the twelfth round. It's, it's insane, man. Aaron Rodgers goes behind Joe Burrow. I, I, I have to.
0: I have to. I have to backtrack and say, <laughs> never mind. Never I mind. I would love. I would love to have the consistency of great outstanding numbers in the second round but when you got somebody like josh allen was it the ninth round and yeah. then you got aaron Rodgers in the 12th what round if you paired he's those two together to have, yeah he's going to have big games it's it, there's no question he's yeah. going to have big games he's going to have maybe some bad games too because we don't really know what to to think about aaron Rodgers anymore and that's why he's falling down in most general drafts yeah but for crying out loud if he's going to in the 12th round I mean uh, sign me up I what uh, what else do you have to do to get a good quality quarterback in a best ball league all right this is perfect I'm just scrolling down the list and I
1: see I have to ask you a question if all these players were available which they are at the 1209 mm-hmm. pick because I know you've had your soft spots for each of these guys over the last couple of years and they're <laughs> all available at 1209 who mm-hmm. are you taking Anthony Miller, Curtis Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Robbie Anderson, Chris Herndon—all those guys yeah. are available. Which one are you taking?
0: Um, it, it's really between Emmanuel Sanders and Robbie Anderson because okay. Robbie's a big, big game kind of uh, kind of guy. He could have one huge game and really help you out, give you the win. He also give you zero points. Yes. And Emmanuel Sanders is somebody who's usually—I would say—he's more of a consistent threat. Sure. Then Robbie Anderson, and I'd say he's probably going to be even more of a consistent threat when he's got Drew Brees throwing him the ball. So I'm I'm hoping uh, for a bigger year out of Emmanuel Sanders. I don't trust in Anthony Miller. <laughs> I don't trust in Curtis Samuel anymore. I've kind of lost hope for them, especially Anthony Miller. I don't know why he's up on this list, to be honest. He should be down the list a little further. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's going to have some – bigger games but nothing that i feel like is going to win me a week if i was to think that way it'd be robbie anderson i think he's going to give me a week that can actually win me the week where anthony miller is not going to give me that win me the week right
1: week. yep i agree with you 100 percent on that one all right uh let's go through a few more rounds we even were pushing uh, time limits for our show today but that's all <laughs> right uh again There's another few tight ends that are going down here. Irv Smith, Eric Ebron, Mm. guys like that. So, you know, you're stretching it. But now you're looking at guys like if you didn't take Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes or you didn't even take Josh Allen in the ninth round, there's guys down here that could have big games opposite of each other. You're just hoping that it doesn't happen all in the same weeks. Guys like Drew Locke. He's Mm. probably going to put up a couple of big games throughout the season. And guys like Jared Goff, we personally do not like at Fantasy Fuel, but he will put up some great numbers from time to time when they play a terrible defense. And then you got Kirk Cousins in the 14th round as well. Uh, And my guy in between running backs, if you can wait, even in best ball, I know it's not going to be like huge numbers out of this guy. But if he gets as many catches as I hope he's going to get this year, Niam Hines in the 14th round, <laughs> I would be taking every single time. And then I'll after tell you. It, okay, go ahead.
0: This is where I will agree with you. <laughs> Niam Hines in the 14th round absolutely makes 100% sense because you've said it, I've said it. I don't trust in Phillip Rivers, but – you think Filler is, is a dump-off guy, and he is a dump-off guy. I just brought up the stats in the back row jet show last week yep. about how he is kind of a dump-off guy. So, yeah, he's going to dump it off to Naim Hines, and <laughs> Naim Hines is going to get a bunch of receptions, I'm sure. And maybe not as many as you think he's going to mm-hmm. get, but it's still worth a 14th round pick.
1: Right, and this is where we get into the nitty-gritty because – we're into the 15th and 16th rounds, mm-hmm. and there's no kickers and defenses in these. It's not worth doing kickers and defenses in best ball. You will tear your hair out if you have to pick kickers in a best ball league, and you <laughs> get the guys that just keep getting three extra points every week and one field goal, and you're like, not worth it. So now we're taking guys like John Ross in the 16th mm. round who obviously can score touchdowns but he doesn't get a lot of catches. So he needs those touchdowns to get into your lineup. Guys like Hunter Renfro, who may Mm -hmm. have a increased target share this year. We don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. guys like T Higgins, another rookie for Cincinnati, uh, Steven Sims for Washington. He had a couple of big games last year. Randall Cobb for Houston. If he ends up being the third or fourth option on that team and goes against a terrible cornerback, and he stays healthy,
0: he will put mm-hmm. up a couple of big games. Can I just say something real quick? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I'm sitting here looking at Larry Fitzgerald, 16. Oh my, one, I didn't even 16 s- 11. Wow, and he's the third option. I mean, but on that team, but he is going to have good weeks. Oh, yeah. Really, he's going to have really good weeks. Might not be every week, but that is the definition of best ball. I think he's going to have a way better best ball year than a lot of people might be thinking.
1: All right. Let, let's see what the last round looks like. We'll just <laughs> name them all off, and you stop me if something pops out at you because these are complete and utter mm-hmm. wild cards. But mm. this is the 18th round in this draft. Jamal Williams, KJ Mm. Hamler, Marquez Mm. Valdez-Scantling, Tyler Eifert, (laughs) Jalen Samuels, Giovanni Mm. Bernard, right after him, another running back from Cincinnati, Trayvon Williams, Dawson Knox, Will Disley, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Russell Gage, and free agent running back Devonta Freeman.
0: Uh, That's probably the one that (laughs) sticks out the most. I mean... If you're going to get any type of value out of somebody, it would be because somebody picked up Devonta Freeman when oh, they yeah. needed a running back because that will be huge value in the 18th round and the last pick of the entire draft there. Yeah, and he will he will get you points and that's really all you need in a best ball league. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening with him and whether or not he's actually going to go anywhere. I don't know because. Looks like everybody's pretty much set in the running back position, but somebody's going to get hurt, and Devonta Freeman's name's going to get brought up.
1: And I would much rather take a chance that Devonta Freeman could even have one big game Mm -hmm. than take Travion Williams or Giovanni Bernard, who sits behind Joe Mixon and will probably rarely touch the ball. Russell Gage. Really? Russell Gage, Russell Gage yeah. wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. How many of you even knew who Russell Gage <laughs> was when I said that name? That is yeah, that's he, the 18th My guess round. is
0: he will at best have like a 15 point game. Yeah. And what's that going to do for you? You probably have somebody else who's giving you better, better game than that anyway. Yeah. So having Russell Gage on your team in a best ball league doesn't really matter. You'll have Russell Gage. He'll have
1: a 15-point game, and every one of your other wide receivers will have a 20-point game. You won't <laughs> even know he had the 15-point game. Exactly. And you'll never draft him again, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, we have talked way too long about best ball, but I actually I really enjoy drafting best ball. It so. is fun. We'll talk about this. Uh, I would like to put together a best ball league this year, uh, You know, maybe through Twitch or something yeah. of that nature, just to give it a go and see how many people enjoy it. Uh, but I, I really encourage people to go out and at least try some best ball leagues. Even like Draft.com has $1 leagues that you can get into, and that's it. You, you just have fun. You do your draft. And then you just check up on it once in a while. And it's something that you don't have to stress out about until, you know... Both your tight ends get hurt and you have are down to one quarterback, then you're you might as well not even pay attention to your team. Like, chalk that one up to a loss. But yeah. all right, that is the end of the show. Uh we appreciate you watching. And we appreciate you listening. We're all over on podcasts. If you're watching in Twitch land, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. If you're listening on a podcast, you can find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fantasy fuel, where we do more than just fantasy football. We stream some games, we stream some poker, we do all sorts of things on there uh but we appreciate everything uh we will be uh, transitioning to the back row jets show so don't forget to tune into that there's a link in the show notes there's always links in the show notes don't forget to check out our (laughs) discord we're getting that going for the fantasy football season if there is one um but all right that's gonna do it for us uh we will see you next week and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season